We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. But they like came up to her and there was like no hesitation at all from her that they might just maul her to death. Well, people. Okay, so as someone who who you know studies studies a little bit about felines because I own one. But this is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, rankings, projections, and the best fantasy soccer stats around, please visit RotoWire.com/soccer. And now here are Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Mike Gottlieb, and with me, as always, is the lion who trains faster and recovers faster from any podcast, Andrew Laird. <laughs> Andrew, how are you? That's a silly intro. Did you say a lion? Yeah. Did you not see the Zlatan interview yesterday? Oh, I did. You're right. You're right. My oh, apologies. My God. I, I thought I that was didn't... the ultimate compliment comparing you to Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah, I, I actually did not see the interview. I saw just like a quick line of... The, yeah, that lions. What is it? Lions, lions recover, recover faster, faster than, humans. than humans. Right, right. Um, I appreciate because he has not... previously called himself a lion. Yes. Lions do not concern themselves. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put myself in the Zlatan Ibrahimovic class. That's why I was so thrown off by the very nice compliment. Mm. Uh, I don't get his resigning, but I get it from his point of view, sort of. I get it from United's point of view. I mean, they don't really have um, a ready-made replacement. Yeah. Um. 
I, not that Zlatan is exactly the same thing as Lukaku, especially because he, you know, doesn't have the pace. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they're not the same player, but it, it it was a weird move to me because I don't see them playing with each other, and I don't see either of them being happy sitting down for Premier League or Champions League matches. And but what about the whatever the replacement is for the Capital One Cup? Yeah, whatever that Car- company is. Carabao. Yes. Energy drink. Uh, but like. That, that, but that's what I mean. Like, those are matches those guys did not have to think they were going to play. And now one of them is going to play them. Probably uh, Ibra late in the season. I mean, obviously, he's not going to come back until... Andrew, this is all This is all just a preseason for when Zlatan eventually goes to LAFC. <laughs> um, yeah, well, okay. okay. <laughs> this, is just, this is just training. He needs to get in shape, full shape, by March of next year. So what better way to do that than to be training, you know, in the Premier League? Well, he can't move until July, so getting ready for March doesn't matter. It's, a, it, it, it's, just, it's just his goal. <laughs> that, that That's how Lions think. He is uh, very open about MLS, which a lot of stars that try to retire here are not until they happen. Like, mm-hmm. So it's a that's kind of, as somebody who stays in touch with MLS that's a nice thing to see that like he's he's at some point saying he wants to play here but um I, I just don't I don't know I don't get it the United <laughs> move at least it is the funny concept of signing with United to be ready for LAFC but yeah oh yeah that, that's totally <laughs> it Man United is the best way to train to get to get in shape to be at LAFC right with Carlos Vela that's right hmm. good service yeah <laughs> All right, you sold me. There we go. All right, so let's uh, let, let's get. We're, we're going to be previewing game week three today. Obviously, we'll touch on the couple of the stories that came out of week two, uh, especially when we get to Spurs and to Chelsea uh, and a couple of others. Uh, and we will also uh, not. Well, I wanted to say we're not going to talk about uh, talk about Manchester United this much, but what, what do you know? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to the Game Week 3 slate, which starts on Saturday at 7.30 in the morning, where we have Manchester City traveling to the south coast to take on Burnmouth, who have looked awful, mm. even at home. Uh, Eddie, Howe's, Eddie Howe's side not being able to really move the ball freely and just not really being able to spark any kind of offense. It's it not like they've had a tough Jermaine, schedule. And it, and, it, and it makes you wonder why Jermaine Defoe is not starting up front. Yeah, I think I think he's going to now. Um, I think the groin injury has kind of scared them at the beginning of the season, but he's ready to play. I mean, he, he's played off the bench both games. Benekophobia hasn't done anything. So that excellent preseason was apparently all for waste, and I, I bet we you. see Defoe back in. So what's been the big – and we're going to focus – I want to focus a little bit on overreactions like everyone else is doing, you know, unfortunately, but it, I, I maybe coming at it in a slightly different angle. So I'll put it this way here. What's been the bigger overreaction? Where Josh King went in drafts or their people's current opinion of him? Uh, I th- That's a good question. I think he, um, mostly because of position scarcity, I understood why people took him. Uh, I think the overreaction now is bigger. Uh, the, I mean, he's, you don't always find 12 to 15 goal scorers that, you should be able to play, and he's one of them. But um, you obviously think Defoe takes more away from King than than I do. But uh, 
somebody asked me the other day on Twitter if they should drop Josh King for uh, who was it? Elias Kachunga. No, it was somebody. Chris who, Wood. Uh, maybe if you can, maybe I'll scroll through my mentions here and see if. All I All right, can. that's fine. Uh, but so... anyway, it was that it was somebody that I clearly thought like no way should you drop them, and, but that's kind of where we are. The people are like I, they're they're fed up after two games, and it's like. It's two games. Freaking out. Yeah, two games. Come on. Yeah, yeah. It's two games, and he doesn't have a, a goal and an assist. And the reason why I, I'd say Jermaine Defoe takes uh, takes goals from him is because I'm assuming that Jermaine Defoe takes penalties, and Ryan Frazier tends to draw them. I mean, at least he, last year. yeah. I mean, he tends to draw them. I think is well, a little he, strong, he, but but fine, yeah. I mean, it certainly that, hit that, that, on that, King. Yeah, yeah, that that was that, that was a little heavy handed at at at, uh, at Frazier, but. Um, you know, you know. Let's just say there are four penalties, right? That 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 they get, which is a conservative number. You know, that's that's what is it? Close to fifty points, right? That um, he won't get if he converts all four. Yeah, I mean, you're assuming that Defoe's on the field for all of them. Defoe's not like a True. consistent ninety-minute guy. True. Um, I found the the question. It was, should I drop Joshua King for Dominic Calvert Lewin? Yeah, I had an interesting conversation with uh, Neil Thurman from Roto World on Twitter about that, about Calvert Lewin and uh, about Everton in general, which we'll get to more when we when we get to the Everton uh, Chelsea game on mm-hmm. Sunday. But would um, you do that? I I dr- try to drop somebody else. To be honest, I mean, I'd rather stash. I I think picking up Calvert Lewin's a good idea. I just don't know if that's the right person to drop for, especially in a season long format because. If you're playing for the long haul, because we're only what we have 36 weeks game weeks to go, right. a lot can happen there. Sure. And Josh King is a name that's going to get snapped up immediately. You won't be able to get him back. That's what so, that was. I, I just basically responded with no. But I mean, if you're Josh King is not droppable. Like you need to try to get value for that. And right. there are people. It's again, it's early. There are reasonable people who will. Yeah. You know, I, if, if I, you're I, thinking, if somebody was like, "I'll trade you Dominic Calvert Lewin for." Joshua King. If I was on the receiving end of King, I would do that deal in a second. My so when I was tra- when I was saying before drafts were starting, you know that you need to get one of the top forwards. You need to overdraft one of the top forwards. This is Joshua King is the reason why. Mm-hmm. When you start looking at Joshua King and Christian Benteke, both of whom have been terrible so far, this is. You know, this is what you sign up for. If you don't get one of the top forwards, you're going to have to depend on your midfielders picking up the slack for scoring. The and the difference, that, at least in Taga, though, is that Benteke has that ridiculous aerial duels one floor that makes him a little more valuable. Um, it's fair, but but you're right. It, it's it, I mean, it hasn't been. It's been anything but smooth sailing. Right? Yeah, I mean, King has just as many goals as Harry Kane, so. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Um, <laughs> and Kevin De Bruyne, a little a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Joshua King it doesn't do the other things no. as well as other forwards do. But you know, now you're starting to see the frustrations you'll go through with Josh King because there might be periods of time he'll get his goals eventually. He'll get his twelve-ish goals, right? Right. Yeah. But you're going to have to suffer through lulls of nothingness, and forwards with high floors I got Alexi Sanchez pretty much everywhere in drafts this year because everyone was afraid to draft him in the top like four I'm, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm good <laughs> it's either it's either he's at Arsenal or he's at City yeah I'll take that yeah what's crazy is that at the time uh, nobody was hesitating on Coutinho 
and now it looks like he is much more likely, not that he's definitely going, but he looks much more likely to go than Sanchez. Yeah. Yep. Uh, 100% agree. And I mean, and, and Alexi Sanchez, we'll get to Arsenal in a bit, but it looks like he's he's going to play. So it looks like it this weekend. We're going to be very happy about that over here on the Mike Gottlieb side of, <laughs> uh, especially on Taga. <laughs> um, oh, but anyway, um, let me let, let's go back to Bournemouth and City. So City, uh, you know, Kevin De Bruyne, who I mentioned earlier, he has not looked great. City offensively, Cunaguero did not look great last week either uh, against Everton. Was this more of in Everton, like how good Everton is or how, you know, sloppy Man City have looked at least the first two weeks of the uh, of the season, because like, even against Brighton, it took them about 80 minutes to get that first goal. And then they got another one because Brighton was going after the game. Yeah, I, th- I think you'll see that a lot this season or earlier th- this season with Man City is that they're still are kind of feeling each other out. Pep d- doesn't quite know what his right formation is. I mean, he played Leroy Sané as a left wing back, which is like so far from any position that he plays. And so that almost like hinders him in the attack and it hurts them defensively. And so I think this week we'll see a little bit tighter of a group, presumably because Benjamin Mendy should make his debut. If he starts at the left wing back and they have Danilo on the right, um, because Danilo can pretty much play wherever they tell him to. uh, I think that gives them a little more defensive continuity which is crazy because neither of them, well, Danilo is better, but like Mendy is not an elite defender, but he at least actually plays that position, unlike Leroy Sané. So I think you'll see that get a little a little better. Uh, the guy I'm most concerned about is Gabriel Jesus, who has looked horrible in his first two, which um, a lot of people jumped on him, because at least in FPL, because it could save them a little money on Aguero. And I did it. it I did too. <laughs> and he's already losing value while while guys like Lukaku are flying. Um, Lukaku's a little more expensive than Jesus, but uh, I don't know. He lo- He's the one who looks like the odd man out, which is weird because everyone, you know, had this thought last year, like, oh, he's going to take Aguero's spot, and Aguero's the one who looks so much better. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's all. It's all true. Um, you know, but I, I still think that whoever is, I mean, it, this works out a lot better for daily than it does for season long, but you know, whoever is in the front six, you got to gamble because uh, city can city can score four. you know, pretty much every week. Um, yeah. I think and, the, the real gambles are really just at this point, Jesus, uh, I would think, you know, if, if Sterling or Sané start one of them, you know, they're not going to play a full 90 minutes and um even De Bruyne hasn't looked great yeah but he I mean we we saw this last year I mean yeah, he's still I, I taking shots and he's still kind of on a lot of set pieces oh yeah but so. we played each other we played each other last week in EFSA and we were very close going into the Everton City game and you had Jesus and I had um, De Bruyne, De Bruyne yeah. and Pickford. So basically, it was uh, in the early offing. It was a bunch of really bad Kevin De Bruyne shots going straight to Jordan Pickford's gloves, and I was loving every second right, of it. Right, just cleaned up. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I think they just need to figure out who they're playing. Uh, David Silva has looked pretty good. Um, he's it's the, new, it's, it's, it's the new bald hair. It's yeah. the it's the volunteer voluntarily bald hairstyle. Yeah, I mean, he nine chances created in two games. I mean, that's pretty pretty good and so yeah um, i think i was telling you before the year that yeah, you were really the offense, on the offense runs through him more than you think like i mean it, like again you looked last year they, they don't they don't track this but 
every time you watched, it was like the pass that made the pass to get to the goal. Somebody, it was always David Silva. Yeah, somebody does track that, and it was definitely Silva two years ago. Last year, Silva's hockey okay, assists okay. were not as high, but but yeah, I mean, he he's obviously heavily involved, and so uh, but I and I think he and De Bruyne are the safest ones. It's really this this three man back line throws things off because it basically takes a winger out. Um, Mm-hmm. Which they may it, use, so you know they they don't have a spot for Sterling or Sane if they start Walker and uh, Mendy or Danilo out wide, and so um, that's a hit, obvious hit for us fantasy players because Sane and Sterling more more the the former than the latter is like a real they're popular fantasy options, and we haven't even gotten to like Bernardo Silva who has continues to make some. Yeah, he looks good. He looks, looks good. good. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good as a super sub right now, and I think they're giving him the Sane treatment of last year. They're gonna yeah, which they ease him, ease, ease him into the Premier League. Yeah, uh, on the Bournemouth side here, uh, I mean, the two the two people that have been ruled out are Sonny Sloss and Francis, which we kind of knew about going into this week. Um, it's really just Ryan Frazier, uh, and then yeah, if Jermaine Defoe starts, Jermaine Defoe, Josh King. Is there I would any... go out of my way to not play any of them. I was about to say, would you would you even think about Charlie Daniels because no. he's looked terrible so far? No, the only Burnmouth defender I pretty much ever consider is Ake mm-hmm. in terms of season long. Like I drafted him in a few spots. I'll start him this week. I mean, he he should be busy. Yeah. So I'm not. Yeah, I'm obviously not playing him. Hope getting expecting that clean sheet bonus. But yeah, I mean, he's far and away better than any of the other Burnmouth defenders. Great. And he's not even an attacker. Like, you know, it's, we don't see that a lot, but. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Do you think they score, right. Burnmouth? <laughs> I, I, you'll see on my starting 11 side uh, that no. Okay. <laughs> Unlikely. Okay. Uh, in fact, I, I, I don't think they do. And I, I, I took some city defenders. So uh, we'll we'll go to we'll go to the next game here because uh, we need to. Uh, it's Crystal Palace who desperately need a win, and so do Swansea who travel to uh, uh, who, who who travel over to the south of London here. And I mean the recent news that came down about this uh, this morning. We're recording this Friday morning. Um, Crystal Palace. Luke Ruben Loftus Cheek uh, picked up a it was like a like a groin mm-hmm. pelvic injury. Um, but it, it basically, he's a late fitness test, and actually, they think that he's out now. Officially. Yeah, he's out now, yeah. And I th- think he—they're th- thinking that might be a couple of weeks, even like uh, the, uh, towards the international break. Yeah, I mean, this is the last match before the international break, so it gives them some time to figure that out. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's—you know—he was looking really good, especially in Taga. He was really getting, you mm-hmm. know, that that ten points a game that you're looking for. Um, especially because of where you likely had to draft him. That, that, that's exactly what you wanted, and he wasn't scoring goals and picking up assists. So it's not like he was getting a whole big bunch of go- like a big bunch of points in just one action. He was doing the things peripherally that were were, were getting him points on season long, uh, you know, especially on Taga uh, scoring. So it's a little little rough to see uh, when we talk about potential replacements for him because he was playing a little further advanced than at least I was expecting him to to see. Uh, you you got to think it's. You know, maybe like a Jeffrey Schlupp or mm-hmm. uh, or uh, what is it, uh, Coleco? Lokilo. Lokilo, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, Jason Lokilo. Um, yeah, it could be either one of them. Uh, I opened up the possibility that, or I'm opening up the possibility that they actually play Jeff Schlupp as the left back 
or the left wing back, and they let Van Anholt play all the way up, um, which seems to suit Van Anholt's non-defending style well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they could do a whole bunch of things. They could do a full kind of formation change and not start either of those guys and throw, like, Yoan Kabai if he's fit kind of back in the midfield and start over there. So, um, and they got a few a few options that they can play with, and theoretically you got to consider any of them because they're playing home against Swansea. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, for me, I'm more considering the Andros Townsend's Jason Punchins of the world uh, because – Again, it's Swansea, so yeah. theoretically Palace should have the ball a little more. And those are the guys that are per- going to provide the service towards Christian Benteke, who people also have to like this week. Uh, yeah, uh, Benteke's got some understandably good goal odds. I mean, he's basically the the goal scorer for Crystal Palace. Um, Frank DeBoer made some comment this morning about how they need to buy another forward because more like another center forward because Benteke has no competition. I don't know if it was said as a simple, like, we need to get deeper or Benteke's got to pick it up a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, Townsend is kind of weird because he he didn't start the first game but came on at at the half and then had, like, a decent game and then was horrible last week in 90 minutes against Liverpool, which isn't super surprising. It was I think it was a little surprising he played 90 minutes. I mean, he doesn't defend at all, and they're playing a— high press team that's probably going to have the ball a lot. But I don't know. Townsend's been pretty disappointing so far, and um, they just don't have – it seems like they need another another winger also just because, like, Loftus-Cheek isn't really a winger, and Townsend kind of has a very limited skill set that they don't seem to be utilizing. Yeah, it doesn't seem that he fits in the. He fits more in the Sam Allardyce scheme, right, yeah, Townsend, than, than the DeBoer scheme. But which is why I think Punchin is a better, a, a decent option. Which is why I drafted him where I did this year. Uh, I really thought that that would fit, and so far it hasn't. But I'm not going to overreact after two weeks yet. I mean, uh, there's a lot of downward spiraling when it comes to you know Crystal Palace midfielders, especially because Wilfred Zaha is of course out. Uh, yeah. For the foreseeable future, uh, for right now. Um. It's yeah. Everything they, changes when he's back. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, it, it it changes for the positive. But I mean, there's time. I mean, especially there's time from here until that happens, and there's a, probably going to be a, you know at least a month of time. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, he could be back. I think after the international break. But I mean, it's still it's still not enough. And obviously for this week, it's uh, yeah. Not. I, I, I I mean, as far as what I. I mean, the, the, the injury of when it was report, was be, re, being reported last week, they were take, they were thinking more like six weeks. Oh, okay. Like four to close, six. Yeah, I thought it, oh, maybe I was just being aggressive on the four. He seems more lion than human. Right? <laughs> Are we going to be start starting recovery, uh, judging recovery by, like, packs of lions? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. On I mean, the lion scale of recovery. I'm about to say, though, if you trained with lions, you would probably be tougher. I or dead. So. One so. of the two. Did you see that video? It was like some woman who trained who trained two uh, lions from birth. Birth. To oh, two. and then she visited them like seven years later. And yeah. They were, yeah. It amazed, like, just amazed me that she, like, I realized they. It was clear they recognized her. She spent a lot of time with these humongous cats, but they like came up to her, and there was like no hesitation at all from her that they might just maul her to death. Well. People okay, so as someone who who you know studies studies a little bit about felines because I own one, but I also just like the the species in general. Um, you know when 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 people 
consider like fe- like felines mauling some like especially a person to death if, if they were not provoked it's either they were provoked at some point by a human or you know it could be you know it, it, it actually has been it actually has been documented that it's just actually them playing with the human like 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 a like a toy but since they, they just don't recognize that they have these big sharp claws mm-hmm. so you know that could be you know that could be an issue but if it yeah, I mean, they were literally like hugging her. Yeah. And oh yeah. My no, cat. My well, cat hugs it. me when I come home. I, I yeah. get that, but it's like, but there was just no no hesitation of this might not be a good idea. Obviously, think, you would I, like. I think the... that's how I think that's how Zlatan works too. We're <laughs> uh, just no falling off the rails. There's no, there, there's no hesitation that this might not be a good idea. <laughs> you like Tammy Abraham to, this week. I do like Tammy Abraham this week. Uh, I mean, <laughs> to be honest, all right, here, all right. Let, let, let me let, let me pull the curtain back a little bit. Um, so Jordan, you you and uh, Mr. Cooper, you and hanging with Mr. Cooper, um, yeah, you you guys were talking about like how you could like you rack your brains on how you could use the maximum you know DraftKings allotment of money, and so I took that as a personal challenge and of course i did it like it was it, but it involved it involved having a tammy abraham in my lineup like I, it's not exactly what i wanted but i needed to use the exact amount like that that that's i think that's just as difficult to like get the best team for the price versus just making sure you spend just the maximum amount of money like no more no less yeah i mean spending the maximum amount of money is like a tease like yeah of course it, it, it's you never have written- to do it I think I say this at least once every year, but that was a book that was written by Renee Miller, who is a um, neuro neuroscientist, and she says that you know, in, especially in daily fantasy sports, your mind tricks you into making bad decisions, and one of them is to use the maximum number of salary cap. Right. However, you know, constrained by that by that forced reality, I. You know, I chose a Tammy Abraham because I needed someone for forty one hundred dollars, and I thought he had the biggest upside because he's playing Crystal Palace, and Crystal Palace defensively have been woeful. Yeah, um, I get that. Um, I think there were better options, but obviously not at exactly forty one hundred. That's my point. Like, I it was. I mean, I would have had to have changed the entire lineup around, and I was not in the mood. It was it was getting later in the evening, and uh, and. And I also, you know, let me let me promote this here. Um, we actually have a uh, for our RotoWire subscribers, we do have a Slack channel uh, that you guys can join. Uh, so you can direct message uh, Andrew at RotoWire Andrew or the RotoWire Soccer account at RotoWire Soccer, and you can get an invite sent your way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that and in that channel, first of all, apparently I have done something to offend the coop. Uh, because basically I joined a channel upon your invite and then I, I joined it to the history of, oh, the IQ of daily just went down. <laughs> That's just Jordan <laughs> like, busting balls though. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's, uh, but uh, again, um, you know, it's you, when you, when you, if you, if you decide to join that channel, take, take his advice over mine. <laughs> <laughs> we do Every have time. a season long channel though, that, um, that we will use for, uh, you know, mostly Taga questions or, um, FPL, like those, feel free to. The, the original channel was basically set up for a bunch of people who played daily, and we have an audience that is bigger than that, and so we have a specific season-long channel as well. That the there are people who are very, very clearly daily and not season-long, or season-long and not daily, and so we didn't want to kind of lump them all in because the conversations are they're just very different, and so 
we have a very we have a season long one if um which this podcast tends to to focus on and so um come hang out yeah uh and just on the uh just on the Swansea side, a recent injury that came up uh, was Jefferson Montero. He is now uh, – he's been ruled out with an injury. Um, oh, Fernando, Ur- yeah, Fernando Urente down. Uh, there's really just – there's not much to get excited for uh, on the Swansea offense except for, you know, for me, Tammy Abraham, because I think that, you know, if he gets a goal or if he gets an assist, that's the value at 4,100, at least on DraftKings, that I'd be looking for. I don't need much else from him. Well, surely. Surely, but you probably won't get either, and he doesn't do anything else. Uh, I, I, what can I say? I'm, I'm. I, it's my differential play. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty notoriously terrible at those. However, uh, that is my differential play: is Tammy Abraham traveling to Palace and getting a goal against the leaky defense at best, missing pieces for Swansea. No, uh, well, both sides are missing pieces, but Crystal Palace are oh, missing I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, important yeah. pieces too. Um. Do you think this game is more likely to be 3-3 or 0-0? 0-0. Okay. Uh, I mean, just because of ineptitude, not because of any kind of skilled defense. But even ineptitude can lead to 3-3. I agree. <laughs> but ineptitude in defense can right. lead to 3-3, yes. But I, I, it's, a, it's basically about a, a, it's a stoppable force meeting a resistible object. <laughs> right. So... Uh, you never know what's going to happen there. All right, let's go on to the high-flying Huddersfield Terriers who are at home taking on uh, Southampton. Uh, David Wagner making a great case to be the next manager of the United States men's national team. He'll have to go by Wagner if he does that, though. No. No, I insist on <laughs> I insist on the classical composer pronunciation of no, Wagner. Nobody, We can't have another German coach. That's why. BS. We've tried that. <laughs> Well, I, I, especially because he was, especially because he was in the Dortmund youth system, that means he knows Pulisic, and he probably knows uh, a lot about we, the German youth. No, I mean, come on, those days are over, Mike. <laughs> We're getting guy kids from Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's where he's from. You didn't find him in Germany. <laughs> David Wagner's Huddersfield. All right, oh, I'm taking on Southampton. Yes, and this one, I mean, if. It, People are overreacting to Huddersfield at this point mm. uh, because of the two wins they've gotten so far. Um, I'm trying to trade Aaron Moy right now Good for move. the best value I can. As you should. Um, as I should, yeah, because everyone is really high on Aaron Moy. Um, and I was too before the before the year started, and I don't want to trade him because I really do like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he can't sustain what he's doing now. And if someone's willing to pay that price for him, I'm willing to deal. Are you uh, feeling the same way about um... – the Didier Drogba clone, Steve Mounier. Yeah, <laughs> I would I would acquire Steve Mounier if if given the opportunity. I want, I'm not going to pay Didier Drogba like pricing, but uh, <laughs> I was going the I other think... way. If you had him, would you trade him? Um, no, unlikely because wow. of the position scarcity. Wow. I probably wouldn't trade him. Would you trade him for Josh King? Yeah. Okay. I would. Uh, I mean, but that, <laughs> that's the, but that's the tier he's in. He's in the lower part of that tier. Uh, okay. Okay. I mean, he's got the job, right? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And and he's got people that can provide service, and he has shown that he can finish it. So, what about Mounier for Gabbiadini? That's a good question. Like that, I, that was the question I was going to pose to you. Which striker do you like better in this matchup? Um, I still like Gabbiadini. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Mounier because he's at home. Yeah, the, uh, like you, I I'm also on the people are overreacting to Huddersfield train and. The only problem is that Southampton 
is not the team to score like four goals on them. But I think like a, I'm trying to think of, like I could see Leicester going in and scoring four goals at Huddersfield. Yeah, but Southampton totally. just yeah. doesn't. With if unless I, I, they I was, start, I was going to say, Charlie I was gonna say like Everton. I was going to say Everton. Like if Everton go in there, they're going to get destroyed. But yeah, that's fair. I put Everton but, slightly ahead of Southampton and Leicester. Sure, but, but that's yes. True. Like I think they need one of those, and everyone's like, "Oh, right, right." They had a negative goal differential <laughs> guys, last year, and are, they don't score these that. These guys much. are bad. Yeah. That's right. It's not that they're bad, <laughs> everyone, but they're just. Well, everyone thinks Huddersfield's going to stay up, and I'm like, "Come on, guys!" Like, yeah, <laughs> they're still they're still in the relegation battle. They just gotten a lot of points in the bank early, and they're going to struggle, especially when the fixtures start becoming more compact. That's yeah. That's what's going to be a problem. Is that you know the that's also, what happens with these teams that they're just not as deep as the others, and so. When they start playing these congested schedules, they have midweek matches, and it's yeah. that's when it. That's goes why down. Chelsea won the league last year. <laughs> they didn't have to play eight thousand games. Right. They they played one game a week. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, Huddersfield. Again, it's really to me. It's really two people. It's still Mounier and Moy. Um, I, I I'm not gonna invest in any other Huddersfield option uh, for a season long format. If you want to try to guess which week that someone else may come up big in, be my guest. Um. Kachunga looks okay. I think people were interested in him, but he really doesn't do that much. Um, doesn't move. Doesn't move the needle consistently. Yeah. At least in the first two weeks. Uh, and it, I don't think Huddersfield's style is going to change. Yeah. Much. I think he could make a case for like Chris Lowe and Tommy Smith, the the fullbacks, but not I mean, a not one where I'm going to look to acquire in a season long format. Just yeah. If they're on the waiver wire and they're playing against the team, it's a spot play at best yeah. in a season long league. Right, and it's few spots probably. Correct. <laughs> it's very spotty. Yeah. But like I said, I, I'm not going to invest. That's not an investment to me. Like I'm not going to invest in a Huddersfield option not named Aaron Moy or Steve Munier. Mm-hmm. Now on the Southampton side, Dusan oh, oh, Tadic. Of, sorry, sorry, before go you ahead. keep going, Jonas Lossel, nine saves and two clean sheets. What do you think about him against Southampton? You so that would him? put him on. That would, that would put him on pace for 38 clean sheets, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> that would be dominant. That would be dominant. Yeah. Uh, you don't they, see that coming. No. They win yeah, the league that way. They, they, uh, not necessarily. They could draw 36 more times, and they would not That's win. That's true. The league. That's true. <laughs> that would be a lot of clean sheet draws. Could you imagine if they didn't score again? They never lost, but they only scored uh, they, they, three goals all they, season. They, they would be the Four Rich Hills of the Premier League? Right, yeah, exactly. Well, no, he gave it up. They would. Oh, I guess you're saying because they don't win the title. Well, um, well, well, it's different because the, you know, at the, well, after regulation, it would, they, it would be done and they'd be perfect. Right, right. Because in soccer, there's no extra innings. Right. Thank but, God. Yes, anyway, exactly. Southampton. Yeah, I love everybody. <clears throat> so let's say if Tadic and Ward-Prowse start oh. together. Because yeah, this is the trap. That this is the this is the trap of traps. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm. I will always pick Ward Prowse over Tadic. I understand that, but I'm saying, would you pick? Should you pick either? Because yeah, yeah. Them... I think, I think you could have either one. Um, okay. But, but you would take either one of them. I'm assuming before Gabbiadini or Redmond. Ne- that, that, <clears> Redmond, your order at Southampton. Redmond is never a consideration for me. I let other people fly that flag. No thanks. But uh, also from the forward line, then, then it looks, still looks like Gabbiadini holds the job over Chaz. Yeah, yeah I don't know what, what Austin's going to have to do to get the job. Uh, but, yeah, it's Gabbiadini now. And, uh, I mean, you got to like a guy playing Huddersfield. 
Well, apparently not because uh, they're going to – Right, because they don't – So yeah. uh, that may not be the case. Anyway, we have to keep this podcast moving here. So we will move on to Newcastle going back to St. James's Park playing a West Ham team. It's like it's like a race to the bottom with these two teams right now. Uh, but West Ham at least getting uh, Mikel Antonio back. Uh, but, man, that's the – and Chicharito scoring twice was also nice. But – in classic Chicharito fashion, no less. Um, yes, yes. Scoring twice to level the game that they would eventually lose. Yes. Um, both, but, one was off the woodwork, and like a rebound, and then the other was maybe a save rebound. Like I think there were two rebounds, non-assisted goals, which is a Chicharito special. No, I think – oh, I guess Antonio may have gotten one. And it doesn't oh, matter. Um, uh, it does – it really does. I, I think I saw – Antonio. Oh, sorry. Well – I don't remember who it, it was. Just, it, you know, it really does not matter. Well, uh, well, the only reason why I, I bring that up is because, like, it does matter if you're like, oh, I'm going to take, uh, you know, Lanzini because he can get an assist on a Chicharito goal. And it's like, mm, nope, that's that's not what happened. Yeah, no assists on Chicharito's goals. But Lanzini could be back. But Lanz, well, I mean, Lanzini, according to our friend Ben Dinnery, uh, is back. Yeah. Well, we know he's fit. It's just a matter of whether he starts. Yeah, it's it, we we know that Marko Arnautovic is not going to be back because <laughs> no. he's been suspended for that ridiculous elbow that he threw. Yeah, uh, it's a perfect spot to put Lanzini in, <laughs> just just to throw it out there. Yeah, I mean Lanzini will play more centrally, but Antonio course, will start, which which will be good. So, um, they're slowly getting back. I guess maybe Andre Ayew gets a spot still. I don't know. That's how I kind of see them as Antonio Ayew and Chicharito up front. Yeah. But who knows how they'll play? By the, by the way, uh, Antonio did play. He oh, played, okay. Played, he, he started last week. He played 68 minutes. Oh, okay. Okay. Or he came on really early, but I think he started. Yeah. Um, but uh, but going back going back till I, I mean Lanzini. I, I mean it's I mean Lanzini should start. Antonio should start. Uh, and the experiments of Arnautovic and Snodgrass have looked to be terrible ideas. <laughs> uh, I mean the Arnautovic one, like. It was a bonehead play. I'm not ready to say like that was a bad move. I mean, the, the elbow was a bad move, but <laughs> I don't think signing him was necessarily terrible. Uh, but yeah, Snodgrass is gone, and that was such an incredible waste of resources for them. For a club that like struggles to get good players in, they theoretically got one. Didn't play. You know, I don't know if they found out like right away that he wouldn't fit, but it's just that that was a disaster from the beginning, and. I, I like they're they're much better when Lanzini's on the field. So now that he's back, we'll hopefully we can see what they really look like. But the <sighs> defense looks terrible. And Joe Hart is so bad. Yeah, Joe. Uh, I I don't think Joe Hart is like the Joe Hart is so bad train. I'm not on that train. Um, they haven't really given him a lot of help, right? <laughs> like, I mean, like he, West was, Ham. he was bad at City. He wasn't really great at Torino. I mean, like the. There were somebody tweeted one of the English reporters tweeted the other day about how they were thinking of dropping him from the England squad in favor of Pickford, Butland, and all uh, better options so far. Right, Forster. Uh, it wasn't Forster, but it might. Let's call it Forster. It could be Rob Elliott, and I'm like, yeah, all of those Good guys idea. should be ahead of Joe. Well, Joe not Hart. Rob Elliott, not Rob Elliott, but the other three, I'm all for it. I thought you were it, a Rob Elliott fan. I was a Carl Darlow fan. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, all of those, at least um, Pickford and Butland are like 
so much better that it's, the the idea that Hart is even in consideration for an England spot still is nuts. Yeah, Move it was ahead. nice to let him retire England. with Rooney and just go. Well, that was hilarious with Rooney, by the way. We're considering uh, calling up Rooney. Rooney retires. Yeah. <laughs> eh, maybe not. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> you mean I can get a vacation the next two weeks? Right. Yeah, I'll take that. Thank right. you. All right. Uh, on the Newcastle side, there is no John Joe. Um, mm-hmm. He's still on the red card suspension. Uh, Matt Ritchie has not looked great. Uh, Dwight Gale has predictably looked terrible. Uh, there's no overreaction there. This is Dwight Gale in the Premier League. Uh, I would actually think that Mitrovic, who is also a red card waiting to happen, would be better suited to start. Um, and I also think that they're wasting any talent that is in Iosi Perez by starting him with a guy like Dwight Gale. Did you mention Matt Ritchie? I did. I said he's not looked great so far. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Yosulu looked good, though. Um, Agreed. So I don't think he starts right away. But if he does, um, depends who he starts with. But if it's Dwight Gale, he's ruined. I, I think just... it's the same with Mitrovic. I mean, like nobody plays with him. But if they could, like a front line, a front three of um, Yosulu, Atsu, and somebody else whose last name sounds like Ooh would be good for me. Richu. <laughs> um, Michu. Oh, they can sign Michu. Michu. <laughs> Come out of retirement. <laughs> no, uh, that would be, be a bad idea. You know who it is? Bad idea. Romelu Lukaku. Oh, <laughs> maybe they can get Jordan the and big, have him play as a the forward. The big striker, the big striker signing that they've been waiting for, Romelu <laughs> Lukaku. <laughs> um, do you, I mean, if you think they score, you got to have something. I like Richie in this spot. I like. Well, I, I, I have hope him in Richie. a few spots. I, hope I would it, play him. So I hope it's Richie because the offense should flow through him, and West Ham tend to let people have offense flow. But there, I have no confidence in anyone actually converting a chance on Newcastle right yeah. now. I think they lack defense and I think they lack goals. That's not a good combination. Yeah. You usually need those to, to succeed. Um, yeah, they, uh, and they look, and you know, it looks odds on favorites that, uh, basically the coach of the home team will be the coach of the away team right after this game. <laughs> they should just switch. I'm not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Like, it'll be great. I, I think Newcastle is like, going to, they, they make a trade straight up trade coaches. Yeah. And they basically did it like, if they uh, traded suit jackets at, after the game? At halftime. No, at, at halftime. halftime. No, screw that. <laughs> <laughs> Just have them go to the other locker room uh, and be like, all right, boys, you guys really crushed Newcastle. Like, like, yeah, like Rafa yeah, Benitez yeah. goes into the West Ham dressing room at halftime and That's not a terrible coaches idea. West Ham in the second half. That would be interesting. I mean, that's that's what happens in the Premier League. It's just a bunch of recycled coaches, and so... <laughs> Yeah, that would be great if they just yep. switched. It, basically, if you listen to the Dan Levitard show on ESPN, they do a thing called Useless Sound every week with NFL coaches and quarterbacks. Mm. And they just did their like their year in review. And basically, it was a bunch of <laughs> – anyway, I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I highly recommend the Useless Sound of the Year if you want to go to the Dan Levitard show podcast. That's If you can translate whatever they said about NFL and you can translate it directly to FPL. Like they'll say they'll, instead of saying like it's a sixty minute game, they'll say, "Oh, we got to play the full ninety minutes and stuff like that." That's really all. That's really a bunch of that. Okay. Anyway, I believe that this will be a useless ninety minutes, and I think that more uh, just like uh, Huddersfield, uh, uh, Palace, and Swansea, more likely to end zero zero than three three. Okay. For straight up ineptitude. I, I actually, so. I actually like West Ham in this game. I like wow. them to edge it like one nil, something like that. Chicharito or Chicharito? Uh, Chicharito. And Sushi Rito, because that's right across the street from where I'm sitting right now. God, I love Sushi Rito. 
Is that like the sushi Much burrito? Much more than Chicharito. It is a sushi burrito. It's yeah. a new delivery system of sushi. You're right. It's not that new, but yes. Well, it's it's new, it's new to a lot of the people who come here for the first time. Right, right, right. Ah, America. Anyway, it, what, what game we have next? Uh, Watford and Brighton. Oh. More excitement. We're rounding out this 10 o'clock slate just with just, just banger after banger, basically. Uh, Watford uh, and Brighton. I love Watford options this week. Uh, Rick Harlison in general, uh, leading the list. How deep is the list? Um, not very. <laughs> no, it's whoever plays forward for Watford. Um, I, I, I mean, it depends who plays out wide for Watford for me as well on defense. Uh, on defense, and central uh, unit. Yeah. Well, who knows who's going to be? That's. I mean, there's no Olabas, no Jan Mott. Yeah. It's a, it, like a, it, it could be Amrabat, <laughs> but I, yeah. You know who has looked pretty good. Your boy, uh, Chaloba. Yeah, nothing. I, I did say that. Yeah, he looks pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. uh, he's a very talented player. I'm and not I'm sure glad what. That, I'm glad he's getting some playing time, but it should be at Chelsea. Yeah, I don't know what the. Well, he would never play at Chelsea, but no, um, not, no, not any, well. Anyway, we'll, we'll get we'll get to how Chelsea should line up in the midfield later. Yeah, I don't quite get how he fits yet, um, because they keep you know like we've seen three in the well. Actually, I don't know. We've seen much three, but. Um, he's going to be one of those guys who's like very positionally dependent, but it looks like he's playing in this kind of midfield three with Jacore and Cleverly, neither of whom I'm ever considering. But yeah, and maybe good. Etienne Capoue once in a while. Maybe yeah. Ugh. Um, Will Hughes never, never right. <laughs> Kiko Femenia looks decent. You can't see him. <laughs> um, yeah, Marco Silva literally doesn't know where he is. Anyway. He's just a ghost. He's just a uniform he, running around. He is a he is a galloping ghost. He is he is Stephen Naismith reincarnate. Yeah. Well, as uh, Chris Mazinski pointed out, he's making good progress because he went from not in the eighteen for the opener to being on the bench last week with zero minutes, and so maybe maybe, maybe he'll get, he'll oh, get wait, ten. Yeah, no, he didn't play ten garbage time minutes because the Brighton def- uh, Brighton looked terrible. They looked like the worst team in the Premier League. They could be. Uh, I, I I I really don't see how they aren't. I see no goals. I see no defense. It's like a, it's a, it's a, them, Newcastle, Swansea, race to the bottom. Those are my three favorites for for relegation as of where we sit now. Yeah. And then Crystal Palace and West Ham are close by. Yeah, I mean, Knockhart hasn't started yet, and so I think if he gets a full ninety, they they look a little bit better. I mean, he's by far their about, most creative. I was about player. to say if he, if he makes a significant difference, he's the MVP of the Premier League. Well, it's not significant. I mean, we knew Brighton was not going to be great, and so. Nothing is should be surprising at this point, it, and they've been without their best player, at least for the for the ninety minutes in these games. So I think once they can establish Knockart with Gross and Proper, I mean they're, they're I think they're a little better than they've looked, but not that much better. They still need someone to finish off those chances. Not a Glenn Murray guy, huh? No. <laughs> Who do you like better, Glenn, Glenn Murray, Murray or Dwight Gale? Glenn Murray, only because he's taller. Hmm. Well, they have uh, they signed that new guy, uh, Iskadero, who's pretty good, and okay. they have Izzy Brown when he comes back from his yep. hamstring injury. So, great. <laughs> what do you mean you're not an Izzy Brown? I I, I mean I, I I he's fine. Like I, but he's fine. I, mean, I, I like Isaiah Brown, but they're not playing. I mean he's hurt. And sorry, does he not go by Izzy anymore? Yeah, he is Izzy Brown. I just. Is he all grown up now because he's playing in the Premier League? He's now Isaiah? Sorry. 
good enough. Yes, <clears throat> good jokes. All all worth it. All <laughs> all, all all warranted. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just I, imagine I mean, the it, money. Glenn Murray's not one hundred percent either, by the way. No, he's not. Yeah. Sorry, I, I mean, was going to make some. I think is Kierdo like by default is going to be the one who starts. Yeah, he could. He's decent. I mean, we're talking about Watford here. Uh, Watford with uh, with with Marco Silva at home. Uh, that that ship has sailed. <laughs> I, I mean, know. he lost those games long ago. I know. I'm just amazed at how much you and everybody likes Richarlison. Like, there's like he had one good game. And all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, this guy is the future of goal scoring here. I mean, go ahead. But that's going to be – there are going to be way more misses than hits on that one. This, the the whole – anyway, just agreed. I'm not agreed, actually. I like yeah, I, was say, I like Richarlison. I like Richarlison. I, I, mean, the, I also like the Watford defensive options, whoever is back there. I don't know who they are, but I just don't – I. Silva is a well-drilled coach, and I think Watford are going to be organized. I think they will – yeah, I think this will be like a comfortable 2-0 for Watford okay. at home. So I'm going to want to get on as many value options on Watford as I can. Okay. Well, they're all, all right. value options. <laughs> Fine. Nobody ever th- pays up for a Watford guy, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> well, you know, Richarlison is not cheap considering who he plays for. Um, so, like FPL, can, F, FPL, he is the highest rated FPL forward, I believe, for Watford. Or is it Andre Gray? One of the two. No, they're all the – no, he's um, – oh, he's this midfielder. That's why. Oh, yeah, that's a good reason. No, he's still cheaper than Dini and Gray, though. <laughs> that makes no sense. Anyway, uh, Man United are at home against Leicester. And uh, Man United, of course, have won their first two games 8-0. And Leicester, uh, Shinji Okazaki cannot stop scoring. <laughs> Which is really hurting my Kalechi Ayanacho investment. Um, everybody's. I, well, I, I don't know what to do with them. I mean, it's, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> yeah, especially on Taga. Like, it's like that bench, that dead bench spot is brutal. Yeah, I had like five, the first two weeks, I've had five guys on my bench not play, or maybe yep. it's four because I had a keeper or something like that. But um, yeah, Okaz- I mean, Okazaki may not score again. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, like, he's not... If he does it, he's got to do it early, basically. <laughs> he's not going to... Yeah, he's not all of a sudden going to become this, like, 15-goal scorer. So, I mean, two two is a decent tally for him. He had three last year. I guess he had five the year before. But... Um, Sell high. Yeah, totally. If I mean... If you get anything. Was he drafted in any league you were in? No. It's not like we're, we played in, like, one league. Like, Shinji Okazaki was never a consideration for anybody. Nope, and you've probably only gotten one week out of him. Yeah, I he's, actually he's thought like about the third most in... transferred in player for FPL. I'm like, what do you think you're getting out of this? I strongly considered taking him week one when I found out Ayanacho wasn't playing, and I took like I took a defender instead to be safe with points. And I man, I just regretted that. <laughs> he's the fourth anyway. most added player in FPL now. That's stupid. Um, that, that, that's <laughs> the, that, anyway. Um, John and for me. I went back to John jokes. I was looking at my my Taga lineup, but I actually did want to talk about you know season long format. You know what you would do with Clutchy Inacho? Would you stash or would you drop at no, this you point? No, you wouldn't drop. No. So I mean, if you, he had played, and I mean, Inacho is not a guy who is going to do a lot other than score. And so, if he had started these first two games and just like hadn't scored, we'd be like, oh, it's all right. Like he'll he'll get out of it. And yeah, so same same question, Demerai Gray. Uh, you were always much more optimistic about Gray than I was. 
Um, Gray's playing time was fully dependent on Mares moving, and um, I think that's still the case. And so it's you know Mares is obviously still here, but we've got a, a week left, and at that point, then we know for sure. Like I think it's worth finding out if anybody would pay anything for Demerai Gray, if I had him. I mean, I think that's always you should always find out what people want for your players, but the nothing has changed with Gray because nothing has changed. Like his depend his playing time was dependent on a change, and we knew that, and the change hasn't happened. Yep, and I, I mean, base I I put in two waiver claims for our EFSA league, and I was I, I'm I'm looking to drop. Okay. Uh, I just. I, I don't have any budget, so I didn't get the guys who I wanted this week on EFSA waivers. But uh, basically, I, I can't bid more than one dollar because I only have twenty-eight total to spend. <laughs> so I have right. to like try to get like cheap guys, and yep. I, the guys who I wanted just they didn't make it. They they were more than a dollar. Yeah, I, um, that that league's a weird one though. Like agreed, it's deep, but bench it's it's exceptionally deep for a, a low bench league. So that kind of throws off. I'm not sure it's applicable to most other leagues. Yep. Yeah. I mean, the guys who uh, I, I never thought this was actually going to happen for real, but like I bid like a dollar for Hesse and I bid a dollar for Chris Wood mm-hmm. in uh, in Yesa, and neither of them went for a dollar. <laughs> yeah. You're basically hoping that you snag no him one like looking. I got for Jesus. Yep. 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 Chris Wood went for five dollars and Hesse went for twenty. Twenty. Yep. Goodness. And uh, my boy Richarlison, fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then for some reason, Davinson Sanchez went for 18. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I tried for all of those guys for a dollar and I whiffed on all of them. <laughs> Gosh, like, I, I, I didn't even come close. No, you didn't. <laughs> all right. Uh, for Manchester United, obviously it's Mkhitaryan. Uh, you gotta like uh, you gotta like Lukaku. Uh, do you like Rashford in a spot like this against Leicester, or do you like a guy like? Um, I would uh, I would love Martial if he started. That's exactly what I was saying. I, I would love to see Martial start. I would start him every time he started at yeah. this point. I am not as high on Mkhitaryan this week, um, mostly because I just haven't figured out how he's getting these assists. Like, it's a little weird. Um, counterattacks after they score the first goal. Uh, right. and But, like, United don't counter that much. Uh, they do after they score the first goal. That's how they score. That's how they poured it on to four goals i mean it, when another team chases the game then they counter i guess they also haven't played a team of importance yet that's true so and lester is like their fact, strongest competition they faced and i don't think lester is any of, of any importance this year um who do you think scores more points in this game let's say taga mkhitaryan or casper schmeichel mkhitaryan oh all right i think this might be one of those visiting keeper 12 save outings from no no nah. because nah. manchester united they they miss the target a lot <laughs> like it's not like they're gonna force it i mean they made they're not gonna force a ton of saves right um i mean they forced what was it 15 four, or something like that? <laughs> four against swansea i guess that's not so many yeah but and that that equated to zero points because they scored four right but i'm saying i i don't think lester I don't know. I don't see them getting steamrolled like I do Swansea and West Ham. And so, eight shots on goal last week, five in the opener. That's crazy. Four goals on five shots on goal. There's Joe Hart, by the way. Um, <laughs> they know him. They know him well. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I I think everyone's looking at it like, oh, maybe West, maybe Man United will score four goals every game, and we know that's not going to happen. And if they score two and put ten shots on goal, which they could do, I mean, it's a pretty good game from Schmeichel. I don't know. Mkhitaryan <laughs> is not a big shooter. He's not a crosser. He, he's he a chance-created guy. He never he touches the ball in the box. But he doesn't need to to create chances. I mean, he he has he has incisive passes and great vision. Mm-hmm. His 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 assist to Lukaku last week was yeah, it was a great pass. It was a great pass. Like yep. that, that, that like that that's what he does. Yeah. And if you think that Manchester United aren't going to get chances like that against Leicester, I think you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many do you think they score? Uh, I believe that they scored. I'm going to say I'm going to go conservative and say two. Okay. And none for Leicester. None. Okay. Not a chance. Okay. I, I mean, I think I think De Gea wins Golden Gloves, and it won't be close. Uh, was it last week that Phil Jones hit the hit the uh, crossbar? I think it was because you picked him up last week, right after the opener. I picked him. I picked him up after the. After I picked him up opener. for the. Oh, actually, after the opener. That's yeah, yeah. So last week you you were very high on Phil Jones last week. Yeah. And I thought you were nuts. And all of a sudden, I'm watching this game, and Phil Jones hits the crossbar on a off a corner and I was like oh or no it wasn't a and corner then, it was a mod of free kick and I'm like oh my gosh like Mike almost got one there yeah and Bailly scored <laughs> and then Bailly scored right um so close and so then close. I watched the replay in slow motion and Jones's header which explains why Jones is not considered like a great aerial threat it, Jones's header went off of his head and then off of his shoulder and then <laughs> oh on God, to the he's crossbar. terrible and I'm like yeah, he is, he, he anyone, is terrible Anyone who gets a clear head on that, that ball is in. And yet, Except for Alvaro Morata. Uh, fair. <laughs> Good thing he's not a striker. That's what happens, Mike. That's what happens with strikers. They miss sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so, so, some some more than others. He'll, was, I mean, he was anyway. fine. He's fine. We will, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to him in a minute, though. Um, but on Manchester United, though, do you like Juan Mata? I do. Um, I think... I could trust Mata a little more than Mkhitaryan. The upside isn't as high, but I tend to be an upside guy. So. Yeah, it's really more – you really want to see Martial start. I do. I do. I really like the way he plays. Uh, it seems like that spot, the, the kind of left-wing spot, seems so much more suited for him than Rashford. And while Rashford has been fine, like he, he's a, a good player, and I just don't he, – he's just out of position. And, but you can't play Rashford. They basically have decided to play Mkhitaryan up there as well. Uh, actually, he's. I'm trying to think of how they. Oh, it's Mata, right? So, I mean, there's just not a spot for Rashford, Lukaku, and Martial. Correct. Yeah, not currently. Someone needs to get hurt. Right. <laughs> and uh, we don't wish injury on anybody, but yeah. Martial is probably secretly doing so in a basement somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go on to our Sunday slate here, which actually looks like to be a much better one it's than the uh, Saturday better, yeah, slate. For sure. Uh, for so sure. we'll start off with Chelsea uh, and Alvaro Morata's terrible heading ability, uh, going to, uh, staying at home, excuse me, to take on an Everton side who really gave everything to Manchester City uh, and deserved the points that they got. Yes. So uh, on, the, on the Chelsea side, they're coming off of a big victory as well, uh, one that you – I mean, it, it, I I would have been happy with the draw because I thought that's what they deserved. They were very fortunate to get that second Marcus Alonso goal. First uh, one was really good. The first one, <laughs> the first one, 
Uh, especially, it, 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 it looked better even in slow motion. Yeah. Because you, you looked at Toby Alderweireld just <laughs> trying everything possible to get a touch on that, and he mm-hmm. just couldn't. Just couldn't. It was perfect. Just quickly. couldn't. Um, it was a spot way, that I was like, oh, way, that's Willie on effort. A plus effort for Alderweireld, by the way. Yeah, you see a like, lot of guys that, do just the opposite. Yeah, they look away from the ball. Yeah. He's like trying to put his eyeball on the bottom of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, but for Chelsea, you know that that was the kind of performance you would see them perf- uh, have last year. Uh, you would also see Diego Costa convert that first goal in this in the in the sixth minute or so, whatever that was we've, for Morata. When we've seen Costa miss those plenty of times. I mean, <laughs> just looking for a reason to not like Morata for some reason. Yeah, I'm. I, I, These guys I, miss. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that was a bad one, man. That was a yeah, really yeah, bad. Yeah, they all miss badly. Chelsea Zlatan don't led the league in Chelsea don't create a ton of chances. Is what I'm trying to say as oh, well. Come on, they're, um, fine. they're fine. Not without Hazard. Not without. Not without a, a fully functioning Pedro. No, um, I mean, this is. I can't believe you're like <laughs> faulting him for one miss. Well, I mean, Chelsea Nuts. did put their only two shots on target trade in the for net. Him if you want to get rid well, of them anywhere, just, just like Chelsea of last year, though they had two shots on goal and two shots in goal. Hmm. There you go. So uh, uh, they take on an Everton side uh, that are flying real high after Gilfie Sigurdsson can fall down and hit a 40-yard volley perfectly over a goalkeeper into the back of the net yeah, on a terrible bad. pitch. Not bad. Um, They're going to be tired, the Everton... though. I'm sorry? They're going to be tired. Yeah, sure. Uh... <laughs> you don't think so? No. Okay. Absolutely not. They didn't exactly start their A-plus team. Oh, they, yeah, they, did, did. They, they didn't like expend A-plus effort. It would have been just like a, like a, a hard practice, basically. But uh, for for Everton, though, what do you see their lineup being on a consistent basis? Um, I think you'll. It's definitely Rooney, Idrissi Gueye, Sigurdsson. I think Gueye got a little hurt yesterday, though. Um, and then like this whole Josh King for Dominic Calvert Lewin. Like I don't know if Calvert Lewin starts when Sandro's healthy. Um, in fact, it seems nuts if he would. I know they Why? played him because Sandro's I, I, so much better. I mean, come on. Do you? Do yes, you, yes, you think yes, yes, yes. Um, and then obviously Baines, Jags, Williams, I, I, and Keane. I, I, what I'm saying, what I said to – so I, as I aforementioned, had an interesting conversation with Neil Thurman about this on Twitter. I don't think there's a consistent 11. I think it's going to be really matchup-based, and Ronald Koeman is a guy who will – you know, play the tactics game every week. And for me, I really liked what Calvert-Lewin provided as a different dimension because when you list off all these options, like, you know, by uh, Teresa Gay was not off- not an offensive option, but Sigurdsson, Rooney, um, Sandro, uh, all of them lack pace. They all lack pace. Uh, and, it's, you know, when Yannick Bellassi returns in 2020, uh, that's another option to consider. No, but uh, but Davy Klaassen as well. Like the, 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 there's not a ton of pace in those guys. And Calvert-Lewin was the perfect complement to what Wayne Rooney was providing. And you saw them link up against Manchester City and, you know, Calvert-Lewin held up the ball when necessary. He played off of uh, he played off of Rooney very well to get in behind so that they can then you know, just get up the field and provide some kind of offensive pressure on, on city. It was, and him and Holgate even combined nicely for the goal too, by the way, you know, it was, it was just, it was fun to see a mixture of styles uh, in in a lineup. And 
when you put Sandro out there, it's it's all more of the same. It comes to be very predictable. Uh, like you said, it's all matchup based, and so, but like Dominic Calvert Lewin isn't locked in every time they play. He's just Agreed. as. I think I, I think I he's think, just as uh, as unreliable playing time wise as Tom Davis or or he maybe he goes by Davies. I can never tell with these guys or Mason Holgate. <laughs> oh God, yeah, Mason Holgate, Cuco Martina, <clears throat> Cuco Martina is the death of me because I loved Cedric last year. Cuco Martina killed that, and I loved Mason Holgate this year. And of course, Cuco Martina is going to kill that. So uh, I actually think Klassen's not a guarantee every week. Um, it, basically the only guarantees for me every week are, you know, Rooney, as long as he's fit and Sigurdsson, mm-hmm. that's like, and Adrisa, Adrisa gay or Adrisa gone, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> Ghana is not the a fantasy relevant person here. Really? I mean, people tend to think that he's going to be like this hidden gem in Taga. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, not enough. Hmm. I, I, not, not consistently enough. Like his max is 10 points, but like, Okay. Like he he may have a floor of seven, but he has a ceiling of ten. Yeah, but there's some value in that. Not plenty guys have a floor of zero. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I just if you give me a floor of seven, you better give me a higher ceiling than ten. Is basically what I'm saying. You're just being greedy now. Of course, I want the best. <laughs> I absolutely. I, I basically, it, it's like it's like starting Chris Brunt, who I happen to have to start a, in a couple of leagues. Like you just kind of close your eyes and hope for the best. Like yeah, you you don't ever want to watch his performance, but it's just anyway. Uh, on the on the on the Chelsea side here, I mean, Willian, who you know everyone's been very high on, including myself. Um, Flashes moments, but hasn't really delivered in the big time way that you really needed him to in the last couple of weeks. Willie on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that Alonzo free kick, I thought Willie on would take. And so I'm like, okay, that's here's his spot. And he didn't get it. And we know once Hazard comes back, like his playing time's probably gone. But I mean, he's five chances created and assist in the first two games. Not terrible. It's not what you paid for. Did people pay that much for him? Yeah. Well, especially really? when you're talking about I mean I I mean you have to you have to draft him thinking that you were gonna get like Eden Hazard production or no, not Eden Hazard on, production, but like Pedro production of last year for the first few weeks and he just hasn't done it. I'd say it's exactly what Pedro production is. Uh, I guess we saw different Pedros. <laughs> I, I, mean, Pedro, I saw like I just, all I see is fantasy scores. That's all I I don't I don't care yeah, about I, how people look. God, fine. <laughs> <laughs> the one one kind of dictates the other, but that's fine. Um, but you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that you know, Willian, it, it was a short term investment, and you had to get maximum production out of him in order for it to pay off, and you're not getting it. And I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. Okay. And then on Pedro, Pedro is looking like he's ready to start again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a good thing. Uh, but how, do you see them lining up 3-4-3 again? Yes. Do you feel that David Luiz did enough in the center of the park to earn another start? Like basically, there's there's two... No, I don't. Uh, there's two conflicting theories for me because I really loved watching David Luiz play central midfield last yeah. week, and I thought that he was great there. Yep. Um, the only way they can do that, though, is if they go 3-5-2 and not 3-4-3. Yep. 
I don't think they're going to do that. I thank you. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I, I don't. I don't think so. I think he'll stay as a central defender because they've got. I mean, when you have Conte and Bakayoko looked awesome. Yes, and he did. And I don't know how much of that was awesome because of Louise, because it allowed him to. Well, he's really more. Like I, I think he and Conte and Fabregas are going to be that midfield. It's it, Louise moves up if Fabregas doesn't start, which is weird because they don't. They're not like like for like, but like that's the, that's the opening. Because I think as soon as Bakayoko can consistently play ninety, he and Conte are locked in. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it, for me. Like, well, that's why I thought you know it, if Chelsea are chasing Van Dyke, uh, you know the way that they rumored are to be chasing Van Dyke. Um, that's that that was that was a move that they would make so that they can put Louise in that rotation of the central midfielders. Because it's, I think I, I really do think that's his best position. I still believe that. Well, I don't think he's going to play that much. So, all right. So let's go, let's get let's get down to brass tacks here. Um, would you rather have uh, is Gilfie Sigurdsson your number one option if he starts for Everton? Yep. Yeah. Going forward, and also in this game, would you consider him better than any no. Chelsea option? No. Who was your best Chelsea option? Willian. Um. He... It depends tough. on the format, but um. I don't think it's as cut and dry as people think. I actually, I actually think that Sigurdsson, from a fantasy perspective, is the best option of this game. Uh, I, I, yeah, I disagree on that. I think th- this is going to be very one-sided, actually. Really? Yeah. Huh. I think people overreacted to ten-man Chelsea losing in the first week. Uh, nine-man Chelsea. Nine-man. Well, right, ten for most of it, and then nine. Um, and I mean, they were really good last week. Everyone's like, "Oh, they deserved a draw." And it's like, well, why? Uh, I, I mean, I can tell you why, because Tottenham really kind of controlled the game for the last like 50 minutes. But that's, of the I game. mean, is it possible that they controlled the game because Chelsea were up and they didn't need to? Uh, I, I, mean, it, I mean, and the Tottenham offense became very predictable. It was just get it out wide, cross it to the middle, and then guys like Bakayoko and well, except everyone except Michi Batshuayi knew what to do. <laughs> <laughs> Michi Batshuayi, his best goal that he's well. His best quality goal, not his most important, but his best quality goal has come in his own on his own net. Yeah, it was a great finish. Um, it was a great finish. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, we deserve – like, Spurs gave up two goals. Nobody from their team scored one, and they're like, oh, we, we should have at least gotten a draw. Like, possession – I mean, there, we see plenty of times teams that don't have possession and lose. Your, your favorite team does it all the time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, I, I – that was a really good win, I think, for Chelsea. I think people. I agree. Are not giving I, I them think credit, it was. It I think was an important... significantly better than Everton. Yeah, I mean, and if you if you told me at the beginning of the year, right, that Chelsea would have only three points after their first two weeks because one of the games was at Tottenham, I would have been like, okay, that's fine. Right. Like that happens. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they're kind of they're kind of you know. I don't think I, I think everyone's going to overreact to the Chelsea being positive of last week. I don't think that. It's been a little bit of too much of a pendulum swing for me right now, especially when you're considering they're in the news for all the wrong reasons with Diego Costa. So it's like I'm just saying for for like a perfect 11 where our starting 11 teams like there, not a single Everton player came into mind, including Sigurdsson. Well, speaking of starting 11, uh, we, we, we uh, you need to tell the people more about that. <laughs> we uh, I think we missed that at the beginning, too. Uh, so starting 11, we have spoken about a few times on this uh, podcast. They're uh, obviously sponsoring us now. Starting 11 is a DFS game that um, has no salary cap, <clears throat> excuse me, and um, 
you can make in-game substitutions. So it's pretty much the only, I believe it's the only DFS game that allows you to do that. So as we were it talking is. about nine-man Chelsea, if you had Chelsea players that week and you didn't think that they were going to score once they went down to 10 or nine men, which apparently was silly to think, but it's reasonable, but you could have taken those players out um, and substituted them for others. Like if you had- For Sam Folks. For Sam Folks, <laughs> that's right. Um, so they're the only one. Mike and I play a head-to-head each week. They have a bunch of games that are open now, head-to-heads, 50-50s. They have a few bigger bigger ones. It's all free right now as uh, they let people get comfortable with the game, and then they're going to start the launch cash games later this fall. Um, and so... Um, yeah, and, and of course, I'm doing really well when it's for free. Yeah, Mike does really well in this game. Uh, <laughs> they have a, a deeper scoring system than than you'll find on some other... They're, they're closer to the FanDuel Yahoo ones where they try to get everybody involved, meaning everybody on the pitch involved. And so, um, you know, Henrik Mkhitaryan and Nemanja Matic are both very um, kind of equal fantasy options in this format. So it all depends on how, how you want to play. And you can play all different formats, or all different formations, which Mike just learned, and even though he beat me twice already, having not known that. Um, and we'll do <laughs> we'll do our teams at the end of the podcast. Uh, yes, we will. All right, yeah. And Mkhitaryan, by the way, on pace for seventy-six assists. All right, we will we will move on to. Yeah, we gotta uh, hurry up here. Yeah, we do. Uh, good thing there's only uh, one game that really needs to be talked about in depth. But West Brom, this is not one of them. West Brom are at home taking on Stoke. This has one nil West Brom written all over it. Sure does. Totally agree. Written all over it, basically. <laughs> basically, they have thirty. They have thirty-four more points until the season's over. Yeah, West Brom. I mean, the joke is out there now. Everyone is starting on this joke. Yeah, uh, that you know, it's six point. They have six points in their first six, uh, in their first six available, and now they all have to do is just they're one seventh of the way to their goal or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and Stoke is a perfect place to get three more points, and everyone's going to overreact on any West Brom option that is going to be doing any scoring. Uh, so far, it has not been Matt Phillips, uh, for the most part. It has just been kind of randomness basically uh, their goal last week by the way it was chris brunt uh just blindly hitting a ball forward uh, i believe it was matt phillips who just kind of nodded a, a header on and then they scored mm-hmm. it, it that that is how west brom will score this season route yeah. one yeah like, six points two one nothing wins it was perfect yes. And I believe this will be another one at the Hawthorns against the Stoke team, who has a dream, a dream start. Uh, don't overreact. He won't <laughs> every week. <laughs> um, agreed. Hesse has basically failed everywhere he's been since he sure. joined, since he left uh, Real Madrid, and he wasn't that great there. Maybe this is it, Mike. Maybe this is where he fit, finds it. Yep, but it won't be at a Tony Pulis-led West Brom no. side at home early in the season. No. Promise you that. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but for, yeah, for Stoke, it was nice to see that. Uh, I just don't anticipate it, you know, continuing. Agreed. And Kurt Zuma, all athletic, no skill defensively. That's That's been great to see. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> he just uses his athleticism to play defense. It's it's fun right. to watch, but it's just it's not very effective sometimes. Yeah, I mean, enough that, I mean, that team is really bad, so I just don't. Does Jordan Shakiri have a hamstring injury yet? Yes. Oh, got man, it last week. No, got it last week. <laughs> I actually legitimately did not know that. No. You probably should, but but yes, I know did. I probably should. Oh, that's amazing. It it, it it's like it, but it is like clockwork basically. There can be a Twitter account dedicated to is Shakiri injured, and then another one dedicated to does Shakiri have a hamstring injury? Yeah, yeah. Someone needs to train him on those things. <sighs> Those soft tissue, 
soft tissue injuries are always the worst. Anyway, uh, is there a certain West Brom offensive option that you actually like? Is it Ma- and is it Matt Phillips? No. Who is it? it? J. Nobody. J. Rod? No, it's nobody. It's nobody. No. Okay. I'm done. All right, fantastic. We can move on then to your team, Arsenal, traveling to Liverpool uh, to take on what should be a fun side to watch, and you got to see it a little bit against Hoffenheim, but uh, not really a ton in the Premier League in Liverpool here. Um, I really want to get behind Liverpool. I really do because I think they're very fun to watch. I just haven't – their defense is so worrisome though. No, that's a nice way to put it. I would say it's horrible. (laughs) Yeah, they have very good uh, attacking or very good fantasy attacking defenders. Like uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold's been good. Andy Robertson looked good. Milner was probably done there. Even Moreno looks okay. Um, uh, we need to talk more about Andy Robertson. He looked better than okay. Yeah. Um, well, I said he looked very good. I said sorry, Moreno sorry. looked okay. Yep. Moreno um, okay. But Joel Matip and Lovren and Ragnar Klavan are awful. <laughs> They're and awful. they can't, and they can't even like, they can't even like make up for it with like offensive output, right? Matt have missed a sitter. Yeah, I think uh, one of the <laughs> one of their problems is that they don't really have a defensive midfielder. They have a lot of like holding midfielders, and got you know box to box guys, but they have they don't have not that everybody has an N'Golo Conte, but they don't have a true defensive midfielder, and it, it's obviously a problem. I mean, you can't get by with. Henderson, Chan, and Wijnaldum as your holding midfield, or Milner and instead of one of those guys. I mean, none of them are true defensive players. And obviously, when the defense is a problem, you should have a defender, in, a defensive player in front of your center backs that aren't very good. Yeah. And they're, they're, there's just no thought at all to add one. And does your thought on this game hinge on the fact if uh, Alexi Sanchez starts or not? Uh, I don't think... Uh, I don't think he's going to start, but um, it doesn't really. I think it, no, it doesn't really. I think there are going to be goals on both sides. Neither of these teams are good defensively. Uh, the problem is, is that like they theoretically, Liverpool has a number of guys who could score. Arsenal, you'll always go to Lacazette. I guess if Alexis starts, then you can look at him too. But um, they all. I mean. If if Ramsey and Granite Jaka both scored, I don't think anybody would be shocked. Yeah, yeah. Or if it's like a Skodra Mustafi goal. Yes, exactly, exactly. From because you know Welbeck. set pieces. It's definitely not going to be Welbeck. I, we know that much. Because you know set pieces in Liverpool don't get along. Nor, nor with Arsenal. <laughs> it's and Peter Cech has been a terrible investment for me. Oh God, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> what a bad idea that was. Uh, maybe it was. That. Yeah, I really should have. You of all people uh, should know that. <laughs> that the what our, having an Arsenal goalkeeper is not a good idea. No, investing in a goalkeeper at all. I didn't invest. It was the second to last round pick, and I had the yeah second to last. <laughs> it was four picks before I was picking again. <laughs> it was the difference of four picks. Yeah. Anyway, um, but for Arsenal, uh, Kashelny's back. That's good. That I is. Wa- that is. And I wonder that if that means help. they'll go back to a back four. I think playing this back three just infuriates Arsene Wenger because he basically did it to copy everybody and he always looked at himself as like a trailblazer and while he did trailblaze some things playing the back three did not and so and he also does it without any central defenders <laughs> that, that, that's, usually that, a key that's part him being the trailblazer the that's him yeah, being that's the trailblazer, trailblazer. <laughs> right, you're right you're right you want back three I'll play two left backs and a right back 
Take that. <laughs> Take that, society. Yeah. Clown. <laughs> anyway, I think they should just go back to the back four. All the I... players know how to do that. Nobody knows how to play this back three on this team. All right. Agreed. Now, a team that does know how to play a back three is Spurs, hmm. uh, and they are taking on a Burnley side at Wembley. Is this the game that they finally get their confidence at Wembley? Yes. Spurs. Yes. They'll okay. blow them out. Burnley Burnley can't do it twice. No. <laughs> Go to a contender, going to a real contender on the road. Yeah, no. This is th- totally going to be the game where they're like, see, Wembley's not a problem. It'll be a great overreaction the other way. Uh, Look how dominant does, they are. Does Harry Kane score in August? Yeah. He breaks Twice, it. maybe. I mean, of this, yeah. I think You obviously love all of your Spurs options. I, 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 Burnley. If I mean, he was available on our starting 11, I would have taken yeah. him. Well, we can play Sunday. I yeah, tried but... last week and you didn't even accept it. I was <laughs> I was not home on Sunday. <laughs> I was very busy. Okay. Um yes, uh, I, I will you know what, this Sunday, if you invite me, I'll play again and Good. I guarantee you that I will have a Harry Kane. Of course. Cap- of course I you would. Captain Harry Kane. Yeah. That's how confident I am. Certainly on this four game slate. I mean who else yeah. Well, you, there are plenty of options because you can captain a Liverpool guy, you can captain uh, Lacazette, you can yeah, captain Butzel, you can but, captain Sanchez if he starts. Yeah, but none of them are in Harry Kane's uh, tier on this slate. Uh, I think Alexis Sanchez is. Alexis Sanchez Sorry. at Liverpool versus Harry yes. Kane home against Burnley. You're nuts. Yes. You are nuts. No, I'm not. I'm not. Alexis Sanchez has a higher floor for one. Secondly, he has just as much goal potential as Harry Kane does. In this game, Liverpool totally is not. The... Oh my god, we just went over how bad Liverpool's defense was. Yeah. We just did. Now we're talking about a player making his first pot- potentially first start of the season. All right, you know, I, you know what? How about this? If it happens that um, if it happens that Alexi Sanchez starts, which is a huge if, right? Mm-hmm. I will then change my captain from Harry Kane to Alexi Sanchez. You can stick with Harry Kane, and we'll see how it works. How's that? Okay. All right. I I think I will say that Alexi Sanchez, given 90 minutes versus Harry Kane's 90 minutes, I think Alexi Sanchez will outperform him. Okay. Which is why I would draft Alexis Sanchez over him. Basically, I considering this a very similar matchup. Burnley are much better drilled defensively than Liverpool are. However, uh, you know, Spurs are at home, which is which is a help in this case. Uh, I, just, I would put it less that Spurs are at home than Burnley are on the road. Fine, and but you're and, right. They, they win all their games on the road. They score three game, three goals every time they they're on away the, from they're, turf more. So you're right. Maybe they're on pace for like fifty, like yeah. uh, what is it, like fifty eight goals, something like that more yeah. on the road. Doesn't matter. Uh, I can't do math. I surely I did that wrong. Uh, however, fifty seven maybe. Um, anyway, or forty seven. I, I don't even man, know what I, you're trying to calculate. Basically, nineteen times three. <laughs> Yes, fifty-seven. Thank you. <laughs> I was I was almost right. Anyway, we need to get to our uh, we need to get to our starting eleven lineups. Uh, we're running out of show here, so let's go through it quickly as as we can. I will start with my back. I did a back three this time, Andrew. Okay, good. Um, so I have three defenders and a goalkeeper. My goalkeeper is David de Gea. Mm-hmm. I have Antonio Valencia as a defender. I have Benjamin Mendy as a defender as well, and I have Cedric as a defender. Hmm. Um, sorry, you had Mendy, Cedric, and who? Valencia. 
Valencia, okay. Uh, I have very similar side. I have four guys from Manchester United and one, two, three, four, five guys from Manchester City. Oh, oh I thought you meant just four guys from, from United on the defense. Okay, no, 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 no. Um, I went with the other side. I went Ederson because uh, I think he'll make more saves than De Gea. Um, Mendy, I also went with. Uh, I went with Daly Blind instead of Valencia and Ryan Bertrand. Very same thought process. I don't really love, but I might change Bertrand. I don't know. Um, My midfield, like I said, is packed with United and City players, but I also have Matt Ritchie. So I have Ritchie, David Silva, De Bruyne, Matic, and Pogba. I have Pogba, Mkhitaryan, De Bruyne, Aaron Moy as my differential. (laughs) Okay. I just did that as as an emotional play. I I might change Moy out to be honest. And you started three forwards. I did. Okay. I have Lukaku. Uh-huh. I have Chicharito. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this lineup may change. Uh, and I have Richarlison. Just wow. to piss him off. <laughs> that does. Where's Tammy Abraham? <laughs> no, in all honesty, I didn't no, I didn't I didn't choose those three. I just did that for a comedic oh. effect. Uh, I have Lukaku, I have Aguero, and I uh, and I have and I do have Richarlison. That one is true. I just don't have Chicharito. Oh, that's fine. He was actually the one I was not as upset about it was more the absence of tammy abraham i have aguero and lukaku because <laughs> i played a three five two yeah the three five two looks like it's a decent play um i just really wanted to give richarlison his due on the podcast because yeah. i really did like how he's performed so far um but you know for me i mean for me it's it's been yeah and also who'd you captain by the way um pogba i think yeah pogba I, yeah, I captioned Lukaku. Similar concept. But yeah, basically what we're saying is love your Manchester options and uh, be and don't be afraid to be heavy on a certain team in this format because the scoring is deeper. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. take multiples. Yep. Yeah, it's you not like stack. DraftKings where stacking doesn't always really make a lot of sense beyond, you know, two or three guys. So Yep. Go yep. Nuts. And that yeah. Yeah. And you can, and as long as you have at least three different teams in your lineup, you are good to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of good to go, that would be us right now because we have run out of show. Andrew, thank you for joining me so early in the morning on Friday. Uh, I am very excited for this weekend to watch uh, Chelsea Everton. Macy, I'm I'm excited for Sunday. I'm not really excited for Saturday. Yeah, Saturday should be pretty rough. <laughs> All right. Well, you can definitely catch me on Twitter at Sports by Gotti. That's G O T T I at the end, and you can catch him at Rotowire Andrew. And we are brought to you today. By starting 11, the only place where you can uh, make live substitutes for your lineups uh, in game here. So, thank you again for starting 11, and we will catch you again next week on the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Talk to you next week, Andrew. Thank you for listening to the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.